you are tuning into the Supernova Tosha podcast, the show that addresses social issues and how it affects our community. Today, we are going to be discussing the impact of social media fame. Um, this is basically going to be talking about, um, you know, the people that you see online that become, um, I guess, infamous uh, for just doing things that are out of character. You know what I mean? Um, and there are 15 minutes of fame, you know, it comes and it goes, but I guess, you know, you get that moment where you go viral um, and you get paid and you start getting followers. I guess it's worth it for them. Like, do you remember back in the day when everyone supposedly their SEX tape got leaked? Wink, wink. Yeah, okay, accidentally. Oh, a friend of a friend came over and, you know, X, Y, Z. But anyway, uh, the concept of fame has undergone significant changes in the past two to three decades, largely due to the <clears throat> emergence of the reality shows and the internet and social media. So in the past, fame has typically um, associated with the development of uh, specific skills such as dancing or even singing. Um, however, <clears throat> in today's landscape, there are numerous avenues for gaining recognition, um, allowing individuals to become famous simply for their existing fame or any kind of behavior that they exhibit. Uh, this shift has been facilitated by the rise of social media platforms um, and they create an illusion of fame and often obscure the effort and work behind viral content. Additionally, social media fame can now be quantified, unlike in the past when there was no concrete measure of fame. Uh, today, the number of likes, followers, and retweets serve as a metrics to gauge one's level of fame. Uh, the phenomenon has emerged in recent times where uh, individuals can attain fame solely through social media without the involvement of traditional media channels. Uh, and rather than being selected and promoted by established media organizations, these individuals rise to prominence from grassroots level. The shift in the process of attaining fame is unique, but the nature and the dynamics of fame itself remain largely unchanged. Now, the fame that's achieved through social media is often more fragile and less likely to endure compared to the celebrity status of actors and musicians. Um, so while most traditional performers may appear to have become famous overnight, the reality is that they have typically spent many years honing their craft and building a reputation, hoping for a breakthrough moment. Although traditional celebrities utilize social media for engaging with fans, social media fame, that operates very differently. Um, it has given rise to influencers who leverage network connectivity, peer-to-peer -peer communication, and bandwagon behaviors to rapidly spread information and also influence. Uh, the model works particularly well for individuals whose fame is based on their ability to attract attention through enthusiastic extroversions, appeal, and willingness to push boundaries rather than relying solely on traditional performance skills. 
Um, the success of social media fame is primarily determined by the level of attachment that fans have towards the influencer and the the, psycholo the psychological satisfaction um, that they derive from a sense of affiliation and fan identity. Yeah. <laughs> so the connection, although, um, you know, it can be one-sided, is referred to as a parasocial relationship um, the production of uh, techniques that emphasizes authenticity, unscripted spontaneity, breaking down barriers by directly addressing the camera and encouraging interactivity um, through comments and uh, through sharing enhance this sense of connection. The ultimate goal is to elicit an emotional response that makes the content more memorable, more shareable, more meaningful, you know, regardless of the, the specific emotion that has been evoked. Now, while some influencers are able to monetize their fame during its peak, there is no long-term security in a skill set that relies solely on fans constantly seeking the next new thing. Therefore, social media fame heavily relies on the fans' perception of connection to the influencer rather than their talent and rather than their skills. So when an actor or an actress delivers a subpar performance, like say in a movie or, you know, a television show, their fans may experience disappointment, but then, you know, they generally, um, they don't take it as a personal rejection or they don't take it as a personal offense because it's a scripted performance. But um, in contrast, the relationship between social media fame and its followers is much more personal. Um, fans, for some reason, tend to relate to influencers as if they know them personally. And as a result, they're more likely to feel let down, disrespected or rejected when um, those influencers behave poorly or, you know, if they um, they violate social media norms that their fans uphold. Additionally, fans are more susceptible to getting caught up in the influencer drama, very much so, <laughs> in the influencer drama and following the crowd when public opinion shifts for influencers there is no distinction between their public and private personas, which is true because sometimes you can't tell whether they're acting, if that's really how they are, um, especially on the reality TV shows. So uh, while they may perceive themselves as playing a role, the audience does not see it that way. Um, so presently, fans are more reactive than ever due to the strain and anxiety caused by the COVID pandemic as they say, uh, the experience of social media, uh, I'm sorry, of social isolation um, amplifies the impact of influencer relationships, making disappointments in these relationships more intensely felt. Um, so do you recall the name uh, Tessica Brown or Tessica Brown? Well, okay, so her situation had garnered attention and it sparked a uh, conversation about the relationship with um, with black women, um, particularly their hair and hair products. So um, Tessica Brown, um, I hate to say this, but she was otherwise known as Gorilla Glue Girl. Now, she's certainly um, an adult. She's 40 years old, has uh, five children. Um, but, you know, she 
basically made an error in judgment. She made an error, did something um, that, you know, I guess anybody could make that mistake. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, she did make um, a really huge mistake and ended up having a viral moment. So I do have a video just to refresh your memory of how she became famous. Um, let's show you the video of uh, Miss Tessica Brown. Notoriety for using Gorilla Glue spray after running out of hairspray. Yep, the same Gorilla Glue from those wacky commercials. Gorilla Spray Adhesive for the toughest jobs on planet Earth. Bad idea. Yo, look, my hair, it don't move. Tessica tried washing it out with oils and shampoo and even went to the emergency room, but nothing worked until Beverly Hills plastic surgeon Michael Obang offered to help. Tessica flew from her home in Louisiana to Los Angeles. How are you holding up, Tessica? Where she got a COVID test before undergoing a procedure to dissolve the glue using a concoction of medical-grade adhesive remover, aloe vera, olive oil, and acetone. The process took four hours, and you can see the hair coming undone. Okay, that's it. Tessica, you did great. Look how easily the comb glides through the hair. Still on the operating room table, Tessica is overcome with emotion. Talk show host Wendy Williams, who earlier this week ridiculed her. A gorilla glue woman. <laughs> Dumbest girl on the face of the earth. Is now expressing sympathy. I'm glad that you got your, your um, hair back. What do you see when you look in that mirror? Tessica. You see Tessica? Tessica. Not the, you know, other person. This is me. Bet she doesn't do that again. Gorilla Glue says the packaging warns people not to put the product in their eyes or on their skin, and we would say that includes hair. So um, we can all see that um, Tessica, she is emotional. She's shedding tears of joy for finally having um, you know, normal feeling hair. And after much deliberation, Tessica Brown made the brave decision to bid farewell to her long ponytail and seek professional help. So as you can see, uh, Dr. Michael Obang, uh, he's a very generous Beverly Hills surgeon, um, you know, who offered his services free of charge, by the way, uh, to un-gorilla glue <laughs> Uh, Tessica's hair. Um, so it, it was a four hour long surgery and uh, Dr. Obang, he worked his magic using medical grade adhesive remover. Um, he also uh, added aloe vera, some olive oil and also uh, acetone. Um, the result, well, um, Mrs. Brown, Ms. Brownhead is now blissfully glue free and uh, she could not be happier. So throughout this ordeal, there is a silver lining that uh, Tessica has received an outpouring of love and support. Um, her family had even started a fundraiser. Um, I, I, I believe it's a GoFundMe. I'm not sure if it's through GoFundMe, but they did start a fundraiser to help her through her predicament. Um, so, so many uh, people have gained fame through this ordeal. Um, so through this predicament, um, you know, Gorilla Glue, uh, I think their sales went up because now you know that it holds, it works. And then uh, of course, Dr. Obang um, for uh, doing, performing the procedure for free. Uh, Fafui definitely 
um, you know, made him, uh, made his uh, stats go up. And if you never heard of him, you heard of him now. And also Tessica Brown, uh, she's gained a little something from this sticky situation. <laughs> I don't know. I've never used it. Um, I don't even put like uh, glues or, or gel or anything on my hair, but um, I think I saw that there is something similar to that Gorilla Glue. Um, so she may have uh, confused it. And I know a lot of people were saying, uh, including Wendy Williams, uh, some derogatory comments um, about Tessica. But um, if I mean, if they have similar hair products um, for uh, your hair to keep it to hold it, I'm assuming that's how she was able to to make that that error. But um, for me, like you know, I think our hair wasn't made to. Um, stick and be glued down to our scalp like that. Like we literally have um, curly hair that uh, grows upwards toward the sun. So um, I embrace that. I, if I don't, you know, I usually twist my hair or there's sometimes I just wear it out into a huge giant afro. And then, you know, people make comments about, oh, you know, you didn't comb your hair. I did. I'm just letting the sun get to it, get that uh, vitamin D so it could grow. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a tree and I'm the root. So anyway, it did spark a lot of conversation and I have no idea why um, black women hair, it's such a big controversial issue. I mean, it's hair. If it's something you don't like, then you don't like it. That's your prerogative. But for me, I don't make it an issue. I do my hair however I deem fit. So, um, you know, it is widely acknowledged that a significant portion of the content that we encounter on social media is embellished. Very much so. <laughs> so when you see these reality shows, don't think that all of it is real. A lot of it is scripted. They create a lot of these narratives and put people in heightened situations to, um, to make them, you know, um, react, be reactive instead of, uh, proactive. So, um, again, you know, the social, all this social media, some of the stuff you do see, a lot of it is embellished, it's enhanced and strategically presented, often prioritizing the storytelling over actuality because they're doing it for the views. A lot of these shows where you see people are flipping tables, flipping desks and ready to, uh, to throw hands and duke it out. A lot of it is scripted. A lot of it is uh, created so that you can have the animosity, and you know it. It it it, invo it evokes um, some sort of um, a feeling, whether it's anger, and then you choose sides, and now you become a fan of uh, a certain person, and um, they get views and ratings for it. So. They know what they're doing as far as marketing. <laughs> and in this particular instance, um, we're introduced to, um, I'm not sure if anyone, if a lot of, I would say people in my age bracket may not know, but I don't know why I know. But, you know, when you open your phone, this is the first thing that I see. I usually try to flip to YouTube first thing when I wake up so I can have my morning devotions. But for some particular reason, when I block, I still get another uh, page that's carrying the content of Mr. 
Jonathan Porter, known uh, by his stage name as Blueface Baby. <laughs> so he gained popularity with a single successful song, um, and that song is Tatiana. It's a great beat, but it's the lyrics are... I don't know. <laughs> there much to be desired for. Um, but additionally, um, it is worth noting that he has two children with his high school sweetheart. Her name is Jaden. However, their relationship encountered some difficulties as she decided to leave him during her second pregnancy, leading him to embark on a new romantic journey with um, a very young woman. Um, her name is uh, Krishan Malone, otherwise known as Krishan Rock. She was also known as someone who appeared on reality TV shows, and she had a couple of songs prior to her relationship with Blueface, um, but she just wasn't, you know, uh, her music just wasn't making the charts, and it's basically no one ever really heard of her. They just saw her in a couple of these reality TV shows fighting. Well, um, she gained recognition as Blueface's girlfriend, and as their relationship became infamous for its tumultuous and violent nature. Uh, there's incidents such as car theft, breaking into his house, and writing her name in blood on the walls have occurred. Um, there were also instances of arson and physical altercations, including a bottle being broken over his head. Uh, additionally, Blueface allegedly pressured her into having three abortions and took her earnings from her performances. Then he wanted to break up with her and offered money so that she would leave him alone. Um, so eventually uh, he left her for his um, first uh, baby's mother, his high school uh, sweetheart. Her name is Jaden. Um, so they're now back together and uh, he's purchased a home, which he now shares with the mother of his two children, which is Jaden. And then he has a daughter, a baby. I think she's a year old journey and um, don't know his little boy's name, but he's a six-year-old cute little boy. So uh, Krishan um, has now given birth uh, to a son whom she claims is fathered by Blueface and he denies the paternity, alleging that she abused alcohol and smoked marijuana during the pregnancy, resulting in the child having fetal alcohol syndrome and other health issues. Uh, it is worth noting that Krishan comes from a large family with 11 siblings and within their family uh, there have been experiences of foster care, neglect, severe sexual and physical abuse and uh, these personal matters have been publicly aired with accusations of infidelity, incest and um, you know, orchestrated uh, assaults among siblings and friends. And the online presence of Krishan's family often uh, involves uh, passionate expressions and references to God amidst their grievances, which can sometimes feel overwhelming because all the things that they're carrying, they now, I guess they've realized that Krishan, who the last time I checked, they say she's worth about $2 million. So I guess her siblings and uh, her nieces and nephews have realized that uh, airing your dirty laundry um, to the public will get you uh, that bag, that $2 million earning that they also want to enjoy. So 
because of this, um, she has several uh, siblings and uh, other family members that they go live and they make these videos. And um, we are bombarded with all of this. Even when we ask, we didn't ask to be a part of the group chat. So I've blocked several um, online um, outfits that um, share their stories. And no matter how much I block, there's just more and more and more. So um, yeah, the online presence of Krishan's family does often involve uh, passionate expressions and references to God amidst their grievances, which can sometimes feel overwhelming as they share their personal struggles. And it appears that they carry a significant amount of pain and emotional baggage, which hinders their ability to find peace. So, um, you know, in the reality, I'm not trying to be preachy or any of this, but again, um, it's online and it's, it's there to, um, to speak of. And if they didn't want people to speak on it, then they wouldn't share so much. I mean, they wake up in the morning and they have to share what happens. If they go to the bathroom, they have to share what happens. If they order fast food, they share what happens. If they uh, go into the swimming pool, if they're drinking, if they're smoking, if they have a performance, if they go to see someone perform, if they're having an argument, I mean, whatever it is that they're doing, every aspect of their lives, it's um, it's broadcasted and it's it's there and um, it gets overwhelming. So the only thing um, you'd have to do is really just to uh, to keep your phone off social media for a good week if you want a break because everybody's carrying it. They're on every um, po they're on podcasts. Even podcasters are are talking about them. It's 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 a lot. So I guess they're. Uh, 15 minutes of fame is worth it to them. Um, it is the reality of life that, you know, the we do, we do encounter um, offenses and, you know, we encounter situations where um, others may mischaracterize us. Um, but, you know, if you desire to experience God's presence and favor and blessing, it is essential to let go of the resentment and the habit of living in a state of offense. So for me, um, one of the things, one of the things is that, um, they'll be smoking and, you know, with the rolling paper and they have alcohol present and they're uh, twerking or doing whatever. And then in the same sentence, in that same sentence, it's, you know, God, thank you, God, and God is this and God is that, which I understand being grateful and to be thankful because without him, um, you know, nothing is possible. But again, it's like you can't have him in the midst of it. I just wish for some reason these people would, um, you know, get the professional help, seek the professional help that's needed to intervene because from uh, what they said so far, uh, their mom um, was a heroin addict. Uh, she suffered from depression. And um, I think her first set of children she had, the father died. And then she married um, Mr. Malone. So the Malone children, uh, their family are the ones that came in and uh, just committed atrocities upon these children. 
So uh, because um, SA is a learned behavior, so these children are now, sometimes I think it was like 11 of them or 10 of them or nine of them all in like a two bedroom apartment and they are emulating what they have been taught. They're being abused, they're being tortured, they're being beaten, they're uh, being essayed. And so they're all in under one roof. Um, and now the children have so much animosity towards each other. They're now adults and they are parents and they have children that are adults. Um, but it's really uh, a sad situation um, how it all plays out because first of all, I have to say that they're all very beautiful um, from the, the ones that I've seen. And um, it's when you have such a big family, it's such a blessing. So I, I do hope that, you know, they do what they need to do to come together. Um, and, you know, if for some reason they can't come together, then just leave some of that baggage off of the internet. We don't all need to see it. And, um, you know, a lot of it is you have to keep impurities out, out, out of you, out of your heart. And um, you have to release resentment and then one can create space for a more positive and a more fulfilling spiritual journey. Uh, you know, every brand dreams of achieving widespread exposure for its content, but the path to viral success can often feel elusive and unpredictable. However, Research suggests that there is a connection between content's ability to evoke specific emotional responses and its potential for virality. In a study exploring emotions and viral virality, researchers discovered that content tends to go viral when it triggers emotional responses that reach certain levels of arousal and certain levels of dominance. So for those of you who want to know the secret of going viral, uh, getting that viral moment, uh, you know, do some research, you know, watch some of these uh, crazy videos that some people have and they've created their viral moments. That's it. Um, so ar arousal spans from excitement to relaxation. Um, you can have like a low arousal emotion like boredom and a high arousal emotion such as anger. Um, dominance, on the other hand, relates to the sense of uh, control that one feels. Now, um, okay, so for instance, fear, right? Fear is a uh, a low dominance emotion. And then you have um, admiration. Admiration is a high dominance as it allows for more control. Now, by understanding and harnessing these emotional dimensions, brands can increase their chances of creating content that resonates and spreads widely. Uh, TikTok. TikTok is a space that allows folks to go viral. There are more girls on TikTok compared to boys. And so it is observed that uh, most of the teenagers achieving viral fame on the platform are girls. Um, this could be attributed to TikTok's focus on being silly and being extremely goofy, which appeals to girls and provides them with more freedom in terms of content creation. What I can say is that um, the people that are on these platforms such as TikTok and have gone viral um, just for being silly, not being, you know, lewd or... Um, you know, exposing themselves or what have you, uh, they are 
they're making a bag. I mean, they are really, really making some good money. So hopefully um, they have some financial advice and um, they are, um, you know, they're physically, physically responsible where they can, um, you know, uh, have it multiply and create multiple streams of income. Because at some point um, you do grow from uh, being silly and being goofy on TikTok and, um, you know, you want to be able to still uh, have that income flowing because you get used to that certain lifestyle once, you know, you start living the way that you live. So in addition, um, girls tend to idolize other girls, right? Um, and leading to the emerge of uh, fandoms and, um, you know, even around nonsensical videos. So even if the video doesn't make sense, if it's silly, it's goofy, if the girl, if her hair is cute, if her nails are cute, if her uh, lipstick is uh, pretty, or, you know, you want to ask, oh my God, where'd you get your your eyelashes or what have you? So um, this is what TikTok has brought to some people, that, that notoriety, that fame. So anyway, however, um, it is important to note that going viral can have unexpected consequences and create new pressures for teenagers. So when faced with uh, less enjoyable aspects of fame, it can be daunting and confusing um, to experience, uh, you know, both for for teenagers and also their parents. Because um, you think about the parents of these teenagers that are going viral and making money and um, the first uh, person that comes to mind is uh, that girl, the Cash Me Outside. She was on Dr. Phil and uh, she became, um, she started rapping. People were writing raps for her. She became a rapper and um, then she started doing OnlyFans and um, now she's um, making millions. Uh, Dan Danielle Bergoli, I think that's her name or something like that. Um, but yeah, she started um, just being on Dr. Phil um, as a, a, a child with behavioral issues. And so her mom uh, sought Dr. Phil to assist with her behavioral issues. And um, when she said that phrase, catch me outside, me, meaning that, you know, you can get these hands. I'm going to put these paws on you, basically. Um, so when she <laughs> did that phrase, uh, you know, that's what... Uh, made her the sensation and you know it transitioned from a rap career to um an online presence to only fans to i don't i don't know what she does now but i i just know that she's making that bank and she's got millions of dollars <laughs> so um yeah so like I said, it can be daunting and, 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 and a confusing experience because again, you go from just, you know, having a regular ordinary life to regular ordinary money to sometimes no money at all. And the next thing you know, you have that viral moment and you are uh, a millionaire. So um, for both teenagers and their parents who may not be fully aware of their children's online activities. So it's good. Um, if your child is just watching online and just watching these videos, please make sure parents of minor children that you monitor your kids. Um, make sure you put some safeguard on some of the things that they're watching and um, 
you know, sometimes watch with them just to, just to see and make sure that what they're watching um, is appropriate and they are able to understand what they are watching. So that is it for our show. The Loyal Family, the Supernova Tosha Show podcast can be heard on these apps such as Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, or iHeartRadio. Um, if you have a newer device, you might be able to pick it up on Google Podcasts. The goal is to be on the 10 best podcasts to listen to this. So please share, subscribe to my YouTube channel and spread the word. I am absolutely grateful for your time. I do want to thank you for being attentive. I appreciate your presence. Be careful, be safe. And as they say in the islands, walk good, peace and be still. Thank you.